Okay, Boomer. Okay, Boomer. Okay, Boomer. Okay, Boomer. Okay, kid. Now, while on the subject, what do Generation Zs think of we Boomers? To get the answer, we asked a millennial. And, um, yeah, they think that Boomers have messed everything up. I'm in agreement with them, but I can, I can have grace for them, for Boomers. That was millennial Emily Lake, who will talk to us about the generation, plural now, gaps. Generation gaps. And we'd like to welcome Jill Graskowitz as a regular contributor to OK Boomer. This week, Jill will admit that smartphones can make us dumb. But let's look on the positive side here and see what can our smartphones do for us. And we'll have some tech from Jill, Jill Graskowitz from Club 60 in Marion, Illinois. Meanwhile, retired media professor and commercial broadcaster Dick Taylor talks about those good old days when we heard radio not on computers, but on actual radios. Listening to radio when I was growing up was so exciting, and every radio station sounded distinct and different. Dick Taylor. Plus, Kendall Boyson will examine the ego, and since I am a broadcaster and used to fly airplanes, my ego is not hard to find. Then we'll look at what sounds like a unique concept talking to the competition. Business counselor Terry Sterling says yes, talk to the competition. And then Bob and Marsha will meet us on the off-ramp for brain stimulation trivia. The news is next. Boomer News, I'm Robert Rickman. I got this email recently, it said, Robert, did you know one in five adults with diabetes don't know they have it? Now, if you think you may be at risk, talk with your doctor about Medicare's Diabetes Prevention Program. This program can help prevent type 2 diabetes and may be available near you. Medicare covers the program at no cost if you're eligible. Now, Medicare's Diabetes Prevention Program begins with group sessions that offer a specially trained coach to help you keep motivated, support from people with similar goals, training to make realistic lasting changes, tips on how to get more exercise, and Medicare also covers diabetes screenings if your doctor determines you're at risk for developing diabetes. Learn about these various risk factors. And it was signed, sincerely, the Medicare team. Speaking of which, Boomers, open enrollment for Medicare is October 15th through December 7th. Selecting the best Medicare plan can be very complicated, so Medicare is making it easier easier for you. The Senior Health Insurance Program, it's called SHIP, is a free statewide health insurance counseling service for Medicare beneficiaries and their caregivers in every state in the union. SHIP provides free individual counseling service at local sites throughout your state and is dedicated to educating people with Medicare and their caregivers about available insurance options. Over the next few weeks, OK Boomer will be talking with Becky Salazar and Kim Scheffner of the Egyptian Area Agency on Aging about how to select the best plan and useful tips on how to use it. SHIP Medicare counselor Kim Scheffner says you need to know the ABCs before you pick your program. I explained to him what uh, original what original Medicare is, which is part A, B, and D is in dog. Uh, explained uh, what each of those are and how they interact with each other. And then I also tell them that there's the other option that they can get all three um, in one, part A, B, and D in one, which is part C, as in cat. Those are the Medicare Advantage plans. And I would explain the pros and the cons of those two things. 
let's take someone like me. I'm I've have some I guess minor health problems, but nothing really severe. I, I work out, I walk, I do all this. I'm 70 years old, and I researched it myself and decided that I would be best served by getting into Medicare Advantage. How do you approach this with say somebody who has got a chronic illness like cancer? Um, I would explain the advantages of. Uh original Medicare and say that basically the world is your oyster. You can go just about anywhere in the country with original Medicare. Um, if uh, With Medicare Advantage, if you have more complicated um, medical issues, you may be limited um, in what physicians and facilities and hospitals you can go to. So you always want to make sure that the facilities and hospitals and uh, physicians that you go to are on those plans. Um, they're not good outside of the state of Illinois. There may be some border contracts with you know specific hospitals um but for your for people down here in southern illinois because we just don't have those specialists and all the facilities and doctors and hospitals to fill their networks original medicare is better for your for clients with their more complicated medical conditions i assume based on what i've read that because this is a rural area it's similar to other rural areas and that they don't have as much health care options that would definitely be true, um, and we uh, we just present the information and let the client make their best decision. We can only advise and educate and inform, and then it's up to the client uh, what they would best like to do. Medicare Advantage does offer some other add-ons like vision and dental and hearing, um, although they aren't. Um, it's, with dental, you will find still find issues with um, possibly not finding a dentist on those plans, um, but they're very similar to um, add-on dental plans that you can purchase on your own. Um, they may have waiting periods on those. You may be paying out more out of your pocket than you think. Um, so we just want clients to really weigh uh, the benefits and uh, deficiencies between each plan and make their best decision for themselves. Medicare counselor Kim Scheffner of the Egyptian Area Agency on Aging. To get a hold of a SHIP counselor, contact your local senior regional agency on aging or your state government website. It's all over the country. Here in southern Illinois, you can call the Egyptian Area Agency on Aging, 618-985-8311, 618-985-8311. Or you can visit the website, Egyptian Area Agency on Aging. That's Egyptian aaa.org. Other Medicare news. While prescription opioid pain medications can help treat pain after surgery or an injury, they can carry serious risks like addiction. If you or a loved one are struggling with opioid use disorder, Medicare covers treatment services that can help. And we understand here that there is a lot of opioid abuse in rural areas. Now, these services may include medication coverage, counseling, drug testing, individual and group therapy, and more. Certain services like counseling and therapy are available both in person and virtually. The first step is talking with a doctor about treatment options. People with Medicare can also visit Medicare.gov to search for treatment locations nearby. And speaking of doctor's visits, this is very surprising to me. 41% of Americans say they put off going to the doctor. That includes people aged 26 to 54. They're not going to the doctor, and they haven't been to the doctor in five years. That's what they report. More than half of 2,000 Americans found that being potentially unable to afford their care is a top reason. Other reasons for avoiding their doctor included anxiety, 
about potential procedures, just thinking about it makes a person nervous, or tests, fear of receiving bad news or a serious diagnosis, and exhaustion from parenting or caretaking. I'm too tired to go to the doctor. People are also much more concerned that they won't be able to afford their treatment this year compared to last year's one poll survey. Now, that one poll survey showed 66% uh, this year as opposed to 45% last year. They said they couldn't afford the treatment. Conducted by one poll on behalf of Patient Point, the survey also revealed that more people have felt anxious about going to a doctor's appointment this year than last year. Asian Americans surveyed were much more likely than white respondents to feel confused, overwhelmed, or intimidated. Well, the number of people living with dementia globally is forecast to nearly triple to 150 million by 2050, and experts have said it presents a rapidly growing threat to future health and social care systems. But targeting key risk factors, several of which involve lifestyle, could avert about 40% of the cases. Scientists have identified 11 risk factors for dementia and used them to develop a tool that can predict whether someone will develop the condition in the next 14 years. A new dementia risk score can identify people at risk from midlife onwards of developing the disease within the next 14 years. The findings were published in the open access journal BMJ Mental Health. The research, led by the University of Oxford, examined data on people ages 50 to 73 taking part in two large long-term British studies. The 11 factors are age, education, a history of diabetes, a history of depression, a history of stroke, parental history of dementia, levels of deprivation, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, living alone, and being male. Those are the 11 factors. Now, the new tools could be used for initial screening. Those who come back with a high probability of developing dementia, according to the risk score, could be prioritized for further tests, including cognitive assessments, brain scans, and blood tests. Let's go from dementia to scams. Have you or your loved one been targeted by a scam? I have. I don't know too many people who haven't. If you or a loved one have been targeted by a scam or fraud, you are not alone. AARP's fraud specialists provide free support and guidance on what to do next. Now, here are common signs of a scam. A phone call asking for money or personal information, such as your social security number. A request to buy gift cards to pay a purported debt or to send money to someone whom you've only met online. An unauthorized charge on your credit card, that happened to me. An email or call saying you won a sweepstakes or lottery, though you don't recall entering one. Now, report a scam or fraud if you get a suspicious call, text, or email requesting your bank account number, instructing you to buy a gift card, or promise you, promising you a prize or gift. And you gave money or financial or medical information to someone whom you now suspect was a scammer. Also report as a scam, a relative or friend who gave money or something of value to a suspected scammer. And the volunteers at ADARP can offer tips on how to spot a scam, concrete steps to avoid fraud, actions to take if you have experienced fraud, emotional support from peers who have experienced fraud, guidance for families concerned that a loved one is being targeted by a scammer, and referrals to law enforcement and other agencies that investigate fraud. Now, your call helps AARP 
and the federal, state, and community partners to spot trends and respond emerging to emerging threats. Now, your call helps AARP and our federal, state, and community partners to spot trends and respond to emerging threats. So here's the Fraud Watch Network helpline for AARP, 877-908-3360. That's 877-908-3360. The uh, toll-free service is available Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., and that's on Eastern Time. Okay, Boomer. Okay, kid, we go to something uh, that I've had a problem with from time to time. People in broadcasting sometimes have this problem, and pilots, I think all of us have this problem. It's called an overinflated ego. In the book, The Right Stuff, Tom Wolfe wrote that all the astronauts wanted would be to stand on a stage in front of the whole world as it gave them a one-half-hour long standing ovation. Then everyone could go home. Yep, we're talking about the ego. And everyone has one, as Kendall Boyson explains. Kendall? Hi, Robert. Today, we are examining the ego, moving from self-importance to self-awareness. We aim to tickle your ego, prod your self-importance, and maybe even burst that bubble of self-delusion just a little bit. Ego, you say? What ego? Well, ego isn't just a one-size-fit-all deal. It's a complex, colorful, and downright funky part of what makes us human. We're going to explore the ego's many faces, from the subtle whispers of self-doubt to the grandiose declarations of, I'm the center of the universe. Whether you need to put your ego in check or someone else's, egos play a multifaceted and important role in our lives. While they can sometimes be associated with negative traits like arrogance or self-centeredness, Ego is a fundamental aspect of human psychology. Defined, ego is a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. It's the core of our self-identity. It helps us differentiate ourselves from others and develop a sense of who we are as individuals. It's the foundation upon which we build our self-concept, which includes our beliefs, values, and personal narratives. Wow! Ego has some pretty big shoulders and shoes to fill. So what happens when it's left unchecked and goes astray? Enter the need for humility. Humility is the absence of ego. A modest or low view of one's importance and humbleness. So, how can you strike a healthy balance? Self-awareness. Let's dig in to better understand the differences and the scale to narrow the gap. Inflated egos can rear their ugly heads in a number of ways. Excessive ego can manifest as narcissism, a personality trait characterized by an exaggerated sense of self-importance, a constant need for admiration, and a lack of empathy for others. Narcissistic individuals often believe they're superior to others and may manipulate or exploit people to maintain their self-image. Individuals with inflated egos may display arrogance and condescension towards others. They might belittle or dismiss the opinions and achievements of others, believing themselves to be superior in every way. Those with out-of-control egos may struggle to accept constructive criticism or feedback. They might become defensive, deny their mistakes, 
or shift blame onto others rather than acknowledging their flaws or errors. Excessive ego can strain personal and professional relationships. It may lead to conflicts as individuals with inflated egos often prioritize their own needs and desires over those of others, making cooperation and compromise challenging. People with unchecked egos may isolate themselves from others because they believe they're above or beyond the need for social interaction. This isolation can lead to feelings of loneliness and alienation. An out-of-control ego can lead to impulsive behavior driven by a desire for immediate gratification and recognition. This impulsivity may result in poor decision-making and negative consequences. Those with inflated egos may set unrealistic goals and expectations for themselves, leading to disappointment and frustration when they're unable to achieve these lofty aims. Individuals with fragile egos may react intensively to criticism, even minor or constructive feedback. They might experience emotional distress and engage in defensive behaviors to protect their self-esteem. People with an out-of-control ego may struggle to form deep, meaningful connections with others, as they may view relationships primarily as opportunities for self-validation and self-interest. An excessive inflated ego can blind individuals to their own shortcomings and prevent them from seeking personal growth or self-improvement. This lack of self-awareness can hinder personal development. Remember, not all ego is bad. Healthy ego allows us to genuinely appreciate our strengths, accept our imperfections, and love ourselves unconditionally. So here are some examples of some healthy ego. Telling what is true for us, not swallowing words that express what we truly feel, think, or want to do. Giving our body the nurturing rest, exercise, and comfort it needs to be the best of our ability. Wearing clothes that make us feel good and fit our personality instead of wearing clothes that are in fashion that we used to impress others. Not waiting for others to do the loving us, but loving ourselves, spending quality time with ourselves first. Accepting ourselves with the good, the bad, the ugly, the sexy, and the weird. Making time to do whatever we love, just to play without worrying about wasting time. Walk the walk, owning our inner and outer beauty and complimenting ourselves without feeling guilty, arrogant, or entitled. Not rehashing our past mistakes and dragging ourselves to a dark place when we know that we can only learn from the past. We can't change it. Spending some quality time connecting with ourselves instead of always watching TV or wasting time on the internet. Using discretion when sharing our heart, self, and dreams with others. Trusting the path that our soul is on and making a genuine effort to become a conscious co-creator of our destiny. I can vividly remember my awakening to self-awareness. It was like a radical shift in my perspective. I talk a lot about a better vantage point or an aerial view of life, and that's self-awareness. When you're knee-deep in the forest, your perspective is narrowed. But when you can look down on the same scene, you're able to pull more into the frame and get a better perspective. 
problems shrink and you can navigate the maze with new insight. You now see yourself and how you relate to others in the world. But when you're slugging it out in the midst of chaos, you can only see what is right in front of you. Step back and question how this situation and your role impacts all facets and all relationships. That's a start. So I challenge you, be open to self-reflection as you explore your thoughts, feelings, and motivations. A well-balanced ego is typically associated with a healthy sense of self-esteem, confidence, and resilience. I know you can do it. Back to you, Robert, and OK Boomer. Yep, suppress that ego. Thank you, Kendall. And you can find Kendall Boyson with Encouragementology on Encouragementology.com. Encouragementology.com. Now, a blast from the past. You remember those when you listened to a radio as a 15-year-old kid? Dick Taylor remembers. When I was 15 years old, AM radio was my constant companion. My first transistor radio with a single earphone was a Zenith Royal 50. It received my two local radio stations and the big top 40 radio stations out of Albany, Schenectady, Troy. When the sun went down, this little radio would pick up stations from Buffalo like WKBW, Chicago, WCFL and WLS, and Windsor, Ontario, Canada, the Big 8, CKLW, and, depending on atmospherics, lots of other AM radio surprises. Listening to radio when I was growing up was so exciting and every radio station sounded distinct and different. Their personalities all seeming to compete to outdo one another in creativity. Recently, I was out with my 15-year-old granddaughter. She's smart, engaging, fun, and a good talker like me. One of the places we dined at had a jukebox with a song selector terminal in every booth. My granddaughter brought a stack of quarters to play her favorite songs. What most amazed me were the songs she played and sang along with. Songs like Be My Baby by the Ronettes, I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston, American Pie by Don McLean, just to name a few. Her playlist of songs matched all the songs I grew up with at her age and is basically the playlist of songs I play on my radio show over WMEX-FM every day. So I asked if she had a radio in her room. She said no. Is there a radio in your parents' house, I asked. She responded by wrinkling up her nose and forehead and said, I don't think so. Now I was super curious as to where she found these songs, and the answer was Spotify. Yes, that streaming service is her radio station. She told me that Spotify suggests songs she might enjoy hearing based on songs she already likes. This exposes her to even more of the music of my life. I feel like I'm 15 again. Al Ham created a new radio format in 1978. He called it The Music of Your Life. In 1979, the radio station that I earned my first general manager stripes at began airing Al Ham's format with great success. Tony Bennett, who passed away on July 21st of this year, 2023, was the singing voice that delivered a very distinct jingle image for Al Ham's format. Here I was, the manager of a radio station whose programming was designed to reach a 50-plus adult audience, and I was only 27. 
The inside joke of us young folk at my radio station was one day the Rolling Stones would be playing on the music of your life. Well, now I'm 70 years old. Mick Jagger of the Rolling Stones just turned 80. And while the radio station I volunteer at calls the music we play the most amazing oldies, that day has indeed arrived. The Rolling Stones are the music of my life. When I spin the broadcast radio dials, AM or FM, it's almost impossible to find this music being played. However, when you have a streaming service like Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Apple, or Sirius XM, you can find it with ease. In fact, my recent purchase of a new Mac mini computer came with a six-month free trial of Apple Music. Apple's sell line to me was, Discover Radio Reimagined. There are some things that seem likely never to change. Getting your picture in the newspaper or a magazine. Playing your favorite songs on a jukebox. Or hearing your favorite songs played on the radio. The CEO of Beasley Media Group, Carolyn Beasley, recently told her investors, the current state of broadcast is somewhat challenged. It's challenged on the audience side and it's challenged on the revenue side. The commercial broadcast radio industry is kind of like Elon Musk abandoning its brand. Twitter for X. It's worth noting that Musk is also facing challenges on both the audience side and the revenue side. Spotify Radio, Pandora Radio, Apple Radio, Radio Tunes, etc. They're all pure play streamers that embrace the powerful image that the word radio conveys. If you're a broadcaster, having a teenager tell you your favorite radio station is Spotify should send a chill down your spine. Oh, it does. Dick Taylor is a retired media professor at Western Kentucky University and worked for years in commercial broadcasting. Check out Dick's blog at dicktaylorblog.com. Dick Taylor blog is all one word, lowercase, dot com. Well, the new COVID vaccine is out and AARP recommends you get that shot as soon as you can. New batches of COVID-19 vaccines are expected to arrive in pharmacies and doctor's offices as early as this week. Anyone six months and older should get one ahead of the fall and winter virus season, officials say. The new round of boosters are a closer match to many of the variants that are currently circulating throughout the U.S. Several big retailers will help you declutter by taking your old electronics and giving you gift cards in return. Walmart accepts a wide range of electronics, including cell phones, tablets, MP3 players, and laptops, even if they don't work. In addition to the gift card from your trade-in, Amazon will give you 25% off one of their name brand devices in the category of your choice. Best Buy takes in a wide variety of items, from computers to camcorders and massagers. You can check its website to see what is eligible. That's your AARP Minute. Okay, Boomer. Well, she approves, I approve, and oh, time to get up and get some coffee. Oh my gosh, it always hurts. I don't know why. It started It started only a few years ago with the, well, never mind. I'm going to walk. Uh, take a walk down the hallway to the coffee machine, the fountain, the place that everyone loves to congregate around. And, and my gosh, what the devil... 
Well, it's not often that you see a horse trotting down the hallway of a radio station. But you know, what the heck? This is WDBX. We'll let the horse get out of the way so we can get to the coffee machine. I don't know about this. Okay, we got the coffee. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on your foot. Or was it the coffee machine that uh, startled the horse? Anyway, we're going to have some coffee right now. Get a load of this, a literal load. A court in Lisbon, Portugal, has ordered the rehiring of a sanitation worker who was involved in an on-the-job DUI accident, declaring the unpleasant nature of the profession justifies trash collectors drinking on the job. (laughs) According to Reuters, a three-judge appeals panel determined that since there were no rules about drinking and driving for garbage men on the books, the unidentified man didn't break any, and what's more, the judges agreed tipsy trashmen appear happier to the public they serve. It is to be noted that with alcohol, the worker may forget about life's hardships, the panel ruled, and the public may even consider that this happy worker is a very efficient, excellent, and quick remover of scrap. Obviously, the driver cannot drink, the ruling continued, but noted nowhere is it written that a garbage man cannot have a beer for lunch and then go to work or drink a lot more, depending on his functions. Because let's admit it, their work is unpleasant. (laughs) This is a quote. The garbage man in question was not only ordered reinstated, but given 16 months of pay he lost after getting sacked. The driver of the truck was also drunk at the time of the 2012 accident, didn't appeal his termination. (laughs) A Virginia man with a prior DUI arrest was arrested early Tuesday morning for allegedly driving under the influence after fellow drivers noticed something he didn't. A passenger hanging out of the front of his truck. According to the Freelance Star, when cops caught up with 51-year-old Jack Albert Dunstan Jr., he was allegedly found to have a strong odor of alcohol on him. He explained to an officer that he knew he was driving two women around but didn't realize one was hanging out of the truck, suspended only by her seatbelt. Hi, I'm Bob Smith. I'm Marcia Smith. The world is dark enough. So we like to keep it fun and light. Join us for 30 minutes of fact-filled fun every week on the Off-Ramp Trivia Podcast. You'll hear fascinating facts about history, music, discovery, weird animals, and everything in between. Including little-known facts about well-known people. Each week, right here on the The Off-Ramp. Find us wherever you get your podcasts or visit us online at theofframp.show. Are you an aspiring author looking to get your book published? Look no further than Tech Time Publishing Company. At Tech Time, we specialize in bringing the best books to readers everywhere. Our team of experienced editors and designers work closely with authors to bring their stories to life, ensuring every book is of the highest quality. But that's not all. Tech Time also offers a unique service to translate and narrate books and revenue sharing. This means that our talented team of translators and narrators will be compensated with a share of the book sales. So whether you're an author, translator, or narrator, Tech Time is the place to be. Join our community of book lovers and let us help you bring your stories to the world. Visit our website today to learn more. That's techtime.it. Tech Time. Dot IT.
And if you're looking for a first-class Italian translator, check out Laura Squigna. It's spelled S-G-U-I-G-N-A. Laura Squigna, and you can find her on the Tech Time website under Translators. Have you heard from fellow boomers about how miserable Generation Z and millennials are? And oh yes, to be clear, millennials were born between 1980 and 1995. Gen Z was born between 1996 and the early mid-2000s. Note that the exact date and date for Gen Z can vary depending on the source. Anyway, Emily Lake is a millennial, and the two of us talked about what her Z friends have to say about the boomers. I think I agree with Gen Z, but they are still in a very black and white state. They think millennials are stupid. And um, yeah, they think that boomers have messed everything up. I'm in agreement with them, but I can, I can have grace for them, for boomers. What kind of things did the boomers mess up and what kind of grace are you willing to give them? Well, I think they've been a very selfish generation it's proven that they were able to have a better working class, they were able to live within their means, they were able to do things that the millennials are not able to, able to do. My frustration there is that they are very hard on the millennials in saying that we don't want to work when we are a very tough working class. Um, my grace that I have with them is that there is a very limited understanding because they're getting their information from places that are very biased. You're talking about Generation Z? Both. I, I'm, I'm saying Gen Z is doing that, and I'm saying the baby boomers are doing that. Could you give an example of both? So with, a, with, generation, with Gen Z, they are a TikTok generation. They get their news there. They, they tell all of their information there. They are talking with one another there. That's their main, for, that's their main source of social media. Um, and that's their main source of communication. So it can be very limited due to an algorithm of what they are clicking on. So, you know, if all they're looking at is liberal content, they're only going to see through a liberal scope. And then on the same, you know, trajectory, that's what boomers are doing too with watching, say, only Fox News, only CNN, only ABC. And, or just only looking at their Facebook feed, reading a tagline, and sharing it 
but not knowing what's actually in the meat of it all. Okay, from your perspective as a millennial, what do you think the solution is? There's always a middle ground. Um, I've said for, it's 23 already, so since 20, 2014 was Trump. Um, since then, I have said over and over again, the way that we fix the divide is going back to the table and having dinner with one another and breaking bread. When we further the, the, the divide, we only talk to people that look like us, and that's problematic because then we're, we're in an echo chamber. And if you stay in an echo chamber, you're gonna get, it's gonna get more negative, it's gonna, it's gonna continue to serve whatever, you, whatever your narrative is. And so when they're both doing this, and they have to see one another, they, have, they do not speak the same language. Um, I think there's a lot that the millennials have been through that have made us, there's times where we should have really let the boomers have it, and we didn't because of respecting our elders and how we were raised. And I wish we would have, but at the same time, you know, and on that same token, I'm proud of us because there's so much grace to be had and understanding that the 70s were a different time. The 80s were a different time. When we don't understand the temperament of the time we're in, we can look back and have a lot of judgment without grace. And Gen Z is doing just that. They're saying, well, we have all of this knowledge. You guys all suck. But they have knowledge that I didn't have. They have knowledge that you didn't have. So how, how can we judge one another without really sitting down and saying, hey, yeah, this is my experience. And Gen Z saying, and this was my experience. Being able to talk to one another and bridge that gap is the only way that we move forward. We don't listen to the higher ups or the social media influencers. We sit down and we have dinner. We have face-to-face -face conversations. You know, we have a community that's not on the internet, and that's not Fox News. That's Emily Lake of Carterville, Illinois, and we recorded this at a park called Cannon Park in Carterville, and her daughter was there in attendance, and her daughter took a good picture of us. It's on uh, our Facebook, my Facebook. Uh, it's called OK Boomer. Okay, Emily works as a substitute elementary school teacher and owns Emily Lake Photography. And oh yes, Carterville is located in the woods, rolling hills, and farmland in southern Illinois. Anyway, you probably wonder how all these people come in and say, okay, Boomer. Well, listen. Okay, Emily, would you like to contribute an okay, Boomer? Of course. Okay, go ahead. How do I contribute? Say, okay, Boomer. <laughs> Okay, Boomer. Okay, Emily, thank you very much. I'm uh, taking a collection. Now, a few miles to the east of Carterville is located a town called Marion, with a senior center called Club 60. Jill Graskwitz is the director of Club 60, and she's going to be a Boomer contributor. The episode now is about <laughs> your stupid smartphone, or in my case, it might be the other way around. Hello, Jill. Let's talk tech. Let's talk about tech, baby. Let's talk about you and me and see that all the good things and the bad things. Okay, never mind. Just um, forget that song. But let's talk about tech. Okay, so we all have these smartphones, right? But are they making us smarter or are they making us dumber? 
I'll leave you to be the judge of that. But let's look on the positive side here and see what can our smartphones do for us. We can play games like chess, word games, card games. The games are endless. You can read the news. That's probably my favorite thing. I get up every morning and I read the news. You can make lists. So I forget things. And I think about during the day what I need to get at the grocery store. And instead of writing it down on that little piece of paper that's going to end up in my purse, wadded up and probably unreadable by the time I get off work or I make it to the grocery store, I can just pull it up on my phone. And I can also share it with my daughter or my husband or my mom just in case they go to the store and are able to pick it up for me. You can ask Google anything. I mean, people, the world is at your fingertips here. I mean, if anyone ever saw my search history on my phone, they would think I'm a weirdo. But I have a lot of questions. This is also a great way to connect with your grandkids. And your kids, an ongoing game with your grandkids and your kids, this just makes for a really fun conversation later in the day or the week. I actually have an ongoing game with my nephew. We play chess. Now, I have to tell you a secret. I have absolutely no idea how to play chess. But this is what the little guy likes. So in order for me to be cool Aunt Jill... I had to figure out a way to play chess. So I have a little help button on there. And it will go... Many times when I try to move it in a direction, one of those pieces won't go. And I love it when he tells me, Aunt Jill, that is not a horse. I don't know why it looks like a horse to me. But the other things that you can do on your smartphone that are great is order groceries. You can shop. Let me tell you, if you can think it, you can buy it. And it will come in the mail and it'll be Christmas every day. Santa no longer wears red. Santa wears brown and drives a big truck. And he is my favorite. I've ordered some pretty goofy stuff, some of it fun, a lot of it presents for other people, and my husband just gets a really big kick when I find something on the internet that I want to buy. But you can also get free stuff from your favorite stores, like McDonald's. Every time I go there, I give them a code on my phone, and they add all of the, the dollars that I spend there up into these points. And I can't tell you how many free Happy Meals and McChickens and cheeseburgers and breakfast sandwiches our family has gotten over that. One of my favorites is from Kroger, Myers, Ralph's, whatever your chain is. At Kroger, turn your groceries into fuel points. So this is a no-brainer. I'm not only going to the grocery store, which I might buy online and then just pull a whiz-bang and 
pull up in the driveway and of of Kroger and tell them what magical parking spot I'm in and these wonderful grocery fairies come out with everything bagged so nice and pretty and I don't even have to get out of my car. They just raise the back hatch and put it in and it's almost like magic. Oh, it's wonderful. And then they give me credit for my gas and I can get up to a dollar off. I mean, that's huge, people. And even at the Target, if you're fancy like that, or the Target, there's all kinds of places that will give you lots of free goodies if you download their apps. You can also grab an Uber. Now, I'm new to this, but I recently went on a trip and I was in Chicago and I found out that long gone are the taxis and there were no payphones anywhere. I mean, my mom used to give me 35 cents, put it in my pocket and tell me to call her if I ever had a date go wrong. What am I going to do now? I don't know how to flag an Uber down. Ubers look like every other car. So I had to learn, and I had to learn quick because I was standing on the sidewalk and had no idea how to get somewhere. And if you are a super sleuth, or in other words, a nosy Nelly, you can also check out people on Facebook. Facebook is a great tool for communication and seeing everyone's fun pictures and pictures of their families and pictures of the things that they they eat. But it's also a good place to find information about your town, about your community, things that are going on. Now you have to take it with a grain of salt and remember that not only do people post things on there that aren't true, whether it's out of spite or not, you have to really find out and still make that effort to see if the information is good information or not. You can watch movies on your telephone. I mean, imagine sitting in the doctor's office and having a pair of earphones in and watching your favorite movie. Or you can look up a recipe. Now, I really wanted to have some of that Olive Garden gnocchi soup. If you've heard me, you know that I'm Italian. So that's what I had in mind, but I really didn't know how to make it. I had already bought the gnocchi and already had the chicken, but I really didn't know what to do. So to save time, I Googled it and I found the recipe. So there are so many things that your smartphone can do. And if you don't know how to use it, Ask your grandkids. They will be more than happy to show you. And you will have the time of your life just sitting back and listening to them and watching them and asking questions. Enjoy and be smart, but be safe out there with your phones. Until next time, peace out, boomers. And even though Jill was born on the millennial Generation X borderline, She knows all about us boomers because Jill runs Club 60 and is a former nursing home administrator. Bob and Marsha Smith with mind-numbing, oops, I'm sorry, I'm a boomer, mind-invigorating trivia right now.
What do these words have in common? Motel, brunch, and podcast. Hmm. And why may the fountain of youth be in your next energy drink? (laughs) (laughs) Bring it on, baby. Bring it on. Answers to those and other questions coming up in this episode of The Off-Ramp with Bob and Marsha Smith. Welcome to The Off-Ramp, a chance to slow down, steer clear of crazy, and take a side road to sanity with fascinating facts and tantalizing trivia. Well, those are interesting words that put together don't seem to have anything in common. Isn't that the truth? What are they again, Marsh? (laughs) Motel, brunch, and podcast. Motel, brunch, and podcast. Yep, they all fall into a category. A category of words? I'm not talking. Okay. Motel, (laughs) brunch, and podcast. Okay, so they are all combinations of words. Ah. Motel's like hotel, but with motion. Uh Uh-huh. Brunch is like uh, breakfast and lunch. Uh Uh-huh. And podcast is a pod and a broadcast. What's a pod, Bob? Pod. I don't know. What's the pod? Think about it. Put a letter in front of it. Pod. Spod? Mod? Cod? Lod? Put Uh, a letter in front of it. Okay, tell me. iPod. It's a combination of iPod oh, and broadcast. Oh, that's right. That's where it came from, wasn't it? But you nailed it. Uh, it's a combination of two words, and there's a name for that, word blending. It's called pormentos. Pormentos? Yeah. Sounds like something I would eat. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? P-O-R-T-M-A-N-T-E-A-U, pormentos. Wow. And other words that fit into that category are things like chortle for chuckle and snort, like our, ne- <laughs> <laughs> like our grandson, smog, smoke and fog, mockumentary, right? Mm-hmm. Spork, fork and spoon. Yes, I remember that. moped. Motor, and was it pedal bike, That's right, right? motor yeah. and pedal. There you go. And those are samples of pormentos. Pormentos. They're not something you put on top of something no, like that's cheese. Pimento. <laughs> Pimento. Okay. Why may the fountain of youth be in your next energy drink? Let's see. My next energy drink, which... It has I, to do I, with I an ingredient in yeah. those energy drinks. That is there now? That's or? there now. I don't know, Bob. The study has shown that taurine, that's T-A-U-R-I-N-E, found in energy drinks and naturally in meats and seafood, could make you live longer. The researchers fed high concentrations of taurine to mice, monkeys, and worms, and they published the promising results in the journal Science recently, and all the groups receiving the extra taurine were healthier and lived longer. Mice, they lived about 10 to 12% longer than the control group, and they had more muscle endurance. All right. Well, who knew? And I don't like energy drinks. Well, Well, this, again, is something that also occurs naturally in meats and seafood. It's an amino acid, taurine. They don't know yet whether humans will see similar results, but they think that supplementing with that amino acid might delay your health problems. Now, how much would you need to take? Here's the problem. The animals were given huge doses of taurine. Well, for a human to take the same level from the energy drinks, you'd have to drink 63 cans of Monster per day. (laughs) I never even heard of that. That's a British thing? No, that's an energy drink out there. Is it in locally too? Oh, yeah. Okay. Speaking about unpleasant, Marsha, (laughs) if they are bathed, what causes that unpleasant wet dog smell? Oh, it is. It is stinky, isn't it? It is, isn't it? 
And here's what? the answer from the American Kennel Club. Is it some oil in their skin that's when wet permeates your nostrils? You've got the right idea. It's not due to the dog itself, but to the yeast and bacteria that live in dog fur. Ah, good times. Those microorganisms release volatile compounds as they live out their lives on our dogs. We don't usually smell those, but when you mix with water, some of those chemicals become pungent. And the combination becomes pretty stinky. And the water evaporates from the fur. The compounds become airborne. And uh, a wet dog basically makes a little stink cloud wherever it goes. <laughs> so they say that drying your dog quickly with a towel can, uh-huh. can lessen that, the way that smell is. Oh, no is. kidding. Yeah. So you might go, oh, God, I don't want to put this on my towel. Well, yeah. that's the way to get rid of that smell from Ooh. the dog. Hmm. I didn't know that. Put a sock in it. It meaning to keep quiet, right? Is that a carnival expression, too? No, no, no. This is a different... Put a sock in it. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, I've heard of that. I've said it to you, I believe. Many, many (laughs) times you've said, put a sock in it, yes. Yes. And close your pie hole, as I recall, was another one I've heard recently. (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, Gee, I don't know. Put a sock in it. Where does that come from? Well, you'll like this. It comes from the earliest Edison phonographs, which had those big horns, you know, to bring out the sound. Yeah. There was no volume control in those days, so to mute the sound, you could stuff a sock into the horn. (laughs) Is that where it comes from? Yeah, it was the perfect size, and it didn't hurt the paint. Put a sock in it. Yeah. I'll be darned. Isn't that funny? That's good. Yeah. I've got an entertainment question. Okay. The term movies, that originally did not apply to the films. What did movies originally apply to? Moving boxes or something? No. Something on wheels? No. What? The people working in a movie. Oh, the movie, really? Yeah, in the little but affluent town of Hollywood, people who worked in films were often called movies, and the movies were looked down upon. They, they were barred from the best clubs. Don't want any movies in here. <laughs> they didn't want movies, Jews, or Negroes. That was the thing. That was according to Hollywood land <laughs> and, and legend. Didn't the Jews kind of start Hollywood, too? Yes, yeah, it's hard to believe. Yeah. Why, would they, why would they not be? I do have, interesting, the background of those guys is fascinating. We'll have that on a future show. I'll get to my quotes then. All right. If, are you done? Yes. Okay. Helen Keller, keep your face to the sunshine and you will never see the shadows. I like that one. Wow. That's uh, interesting that a person who was blind could talk about well, sight Well, she could like feel that. it. She could sense it on her face. Yeah, right. She always fascinated me. Yeah. And here's one from Jane's Dent. A perfect summer day is when the sun is shining, the breeze is blowing, the birds are singing, and the lawnmower is broken. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how we finished last summer, right? Yes, it was. <laughs> the lawnmower did get broken. Uh-huh. All right. Well, that's it for today. We want to thank uh, Benjamin Christopher of Los Angeles for submitting his question to us. That's good. And we invite you to submit anything you'd like to by going to our website, theofframp.show, and scrolling all the way down to contact us. I'm Bob Smith. I'm Marcia Smith. Join us again next time when we return with more fascinating facts and tantalizing trivia here on The The Off-Ramp. The Off-Ramp is produced in association with CPL Radio Online and the Cedarburg Public Library, Cedarburg, Wisconsin. And that wraps it up. Thanks to Terry Sterling Donovan, Kendall Boyson, Becky Salazar and Kim Scheffner, Dick Taylor, Emily Lake, Jill Graskowitz, Bob and Marcia Smith, and Janice Paul. OK Boomer is produced in the studios of WDBX Radio in Carbondale, Illinois, and is also broadcast on WRFN Radio in Nashville, Tennessee. And you can find OK Boomer with Robert 
wherever you download your podcasts. Also, you can find OK Boomer on Facebook and check us out on robertrickman.net. Robert Rickman, all small case, all together, .net. And this is mm, Robert Rickman reminding you that we all have choices.